Steve, up to the sh- up to the floor. Right in front, microphone, right in front. Right in front. Got it. You can be seated, please. Well, you know, how many of you are having trouble figuring out what to say? Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening? Okay, we're going to erase good morning. How many vote for good afternoon? How many vote for good evening? Good evening, uh, good evening everyone. Merry Christmas. Thank you. We're so glad you're here. Hey, great job, worship team. Thank you. We're really looking forward to the rest of the evening. Uh, Yeah, give them a hand. They're great. Anybody notice Tom's guitar with the light? Yeah, pretty good, huh? I don't think I saw that yet. My name is uh, Steve Janney. I'm uh, one of the overseers here. It's my joy to to welcome you this evening. You know, there's a, a lot of familiar faces here this evening, and and a lot of unfamiliar faces. So I, I really hope you have a, a wonderful evening of worship and rejoicing. You meet someone new, if, if you're new. Uh, there is a family I want to uh, acknowledge. Dennis and Kristen, the kids are here. Where are they? Dennis and in the back. <laughs> so, hey. We're really glad to see you and welcome home. A uh, couple of quick announcements. One, there will be no service here tomorrow. Uh, the three campuses are going to consolidate for one service tomorrow at 11 a.m. at the Whittier Hills campus. So if you'd like to attend, uh, there'll be a worship service there. Next Sunday, which will be January 1st, 2017. Where did the year go? Oh, man. Uh, Uh, Our service will be back here at 10 a.m., and it'll be kind of a casual, informal. There'll be no nursery care, no elementary, so everybody will be together, and uh, we'll have a wonderful time. You know, this is is such a busy time of the year. Uh, It's just craziness out there. I don't know how many of you have uh, had your your calendars filled and overflowed. I uh, I was asked to speak at a banquet Wednesday night. And it was last minute, and, and I got there a little bit late, and 
and they pull me in and, and they introduce me and I get up and I look at my notes and I go, Leon, Leon, Leon. And I look up and the audience looks at me like you're looking at me. And I look back down at my notes and I turn them over and I go, Noel, Noel, Noel. <laughs> but tonight, we invite you to sweep away the commotion, the craziness, and the chaos of Leon and join together in Noel, Merry Christmas, where we celebrate the birth of Christ, who, as the Apostle Paul said, though in the form of God, did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. He then humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death on the cross, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Our celebration in his birth leads to the worship of our Lord. Dana and I were talking earlier, you know, there isn't a birthday we celebrate where we keep that person in the cradle. I've never seen a picture of George Washington in swaddling clothes. But Jesus has grown up, and he's a, a man, and, and he came for a specific purpose, and that purpose was to be reconciled with the creator God of the universe. And while we celebrate his birth today, at Christmas, we need to remember the gift that was fulfilled at Easter. Our celebration of his birth leads to the worship of our Lord. Tonight, Dave will lead us through the, the five candles, the lighting of the five Advent candles. We invite you to welcome Jesus into your heart and into your mind tonight, rejoicing in the gift he brings. When we sing the song or wish someone a joyous Noel, we are following the example of the angels, announcing the good news that Jesus was born for all mankind so that we can receive forgiveness of sins through him. Join me in prayer. You know, Father, we, uh, we think back uh, a couple of centuries to that night where, uh, where your son was born. And as we've read, he, uh, he laid aside everything, his glory, and, and came to earth. And tonight, we celebrate that. Thank him and thank you for that. Father, uh, tonight, may our hearts be stirred with the joy that is the gift of Jesus Christ. May our minds be challenged to follow him as Lord. And Lord, uh, as a result of it all, may you be pleased. So we celebrate uh, Noel tonight, joyous Christmas. And uh, we ask that you would change us in Jesus' name. Amen. I uh, would like to introduce our, the Hum Clan. From the left, my wife Chrissy, Kiona, Joshua, Abby, and Nathan. Okay. The first candle is the light of hope, the hope given through the prophets. When God created everything in the world, he saw that it was very good. But then evil entered the picture with the fall from grace in the Garden of Eden. Humanity was separated from God and began walking in darkness. But a promise was given that one day a Savior, the Messiah, would come to restore humanity's relationship to God. This brought hope. This hope is a focus throughout the Old Testament, which is full of prophecies pointing to this Messiah. Uh, Isaiah 9, 1-7 
Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. And like warriors dividing the plunder, for you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Let's join in songs singing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Sing, O come thou day spring. O come thou day spring, come and cheer our spirits by thine advent Disperse the gloomy clouds of night. And death's dark shadows put to, to flight. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Sing together, O come, desire of nations. Oh, come, desire of nations, bind people in one heart and mind. Bid envy, strife, and quarrel cease. Fill all the world with heaven. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Sing rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. Shall come to thee, O Israel. Let me invite our next family up. <coughs> We're Jim and Lenny Bredo. Uh, our kids are a little older, so we have to do the reading ourselves, or we get to do the reading ourselves. 
The second candle is a symbol of the light and warmth of the stable where the Christ child was born, the fulfillment of prophecy. With prophecies of a coming Messiah, Israel anticipated the birth of the one who would restore justice and righteousness to the nation. As God's plan unfolded, Joseph and Mary were chosen to be the parents, and they awaited his birth. Then, in the peaceful calm of the stable, Jesus was born and placed in a manger. The hope of the prophets was fulfilled. This is Luke uh, chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. And I can't just read this passage without commenting a little bit first. We are so familiar with the story. It is so easy, and I'm guilty many times, of simply reading. So I would just encourage you to stop and take a breath and focus on this amazing miracle of love, the love of our God for us. It's just beyond our comprehension. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Praise the Lord. Let's stand for this next song. Let the kiddos get their wiggles out a little bit. This is a good one to be joyful on. Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to bed. Let's invite our next family up as you take a seat.
Hi, we're the Viegas family. My name is Patrick. I'm Yvonne. My name is Justice. My name's Elijah. My name is Grace. The third candle is a symbol of the great light which surrounded the shepherds when they received the angelic announcement of Christ's birth. The birth of Jesus was good news. It was not intended to be kept a secret, but instead it was to be good news of great joy for all people. The first announcement did not go to important leaders in the land. No, shepherds watching their flocks were the ones chosen to hear the angelic announcement. It was from this group that the good news began to spread, good news of a savior. It is news that we are to continue spreading. The birth of Emmanuel, God with us. We're going to read out of uh, Luke 2, verses 8 through 20. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with an angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And hug the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king and peace on earth and mercy mild god in sinners reconciled joyful all ye nations rise join the triumph of the sky with angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King and Christ by heart Yes, heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold Him come, offspring of the virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hail the incarnate Pleases men with men to dwell, Jesus of Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Hail the Son of righteousness, hail 
life to all he brings risen with healing in his wings mild he lays his glory by born that man no more may die born to raise the sons of earth born to give them second birth hug the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king hello i am larry cole and i'm marilyn cole the fourth candle is a symbol of the light of the star that the wise men followed to come and worship Jesus. Although just a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, this was no ordinary baby. This baby was a king, the king of kings, the eternal God made flesh, the creator of the universe. As the creator, this baby was worthy of the worship of his creation. And so, wise men journeyed from afar to bring this child the worship due his name. They brought him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They bowed before him in humble adoration. A response we need to still have today. We, we worship, worship him, him as, as our, our king. king. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born, king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for he is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judea. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring him, bring me, bring me his word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Hey, let's stand one more time and sing what child is this. Is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping. This, this is Christ the King, who shepherds God and angels The babe, the son of Mary. Sing, so bring him incense. 
So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh. Come, peasant king, to own him. The king of kings, salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. This, this is Christ the king, whom shepherds God and angels sing. song on high the virgin sings her lullaby joy joyful christ is born the babe the son of mary nails spears shall pierce him through the cross he bore for me for you Christ the King, whom shepherds, God, and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him loud, the babe, the son of Mary. Amen. Be seated as our next, uh, next group comes up. Hi, I'm Jennifer Rich. And I'm Mitch Comstock. The fifth candle is the candle of Jesus, the light of the world, whose birth we celebrate in the one who, to whom all the candles point. The hope of the prophets, the warm of the stable, and the angelical announcements to the shepherds, the visit of the wise men, and the focus of all these events is the birth of baby Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God with us. Such a small baby as it lay in the major, but this was the promised one who will bring redemption, redemption for, from the, that, the first sin in the garden even, to any sin in your life right now. This little baby was born to die, to conquer death, to reign forever as king of kings, to one day restore complete peace and holiness to the entire creation. This evening, we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus. In Luke 1, 68 through 69, Zacharias says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. And lastly, from John chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own, and for those who were his own, did not receive him. But as many as received him, to give, he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name. The, the next song we have is a newer song sung by Lauren Daigle called Light of the World. If you know it, and you want to sing with us, by all means, let your heart sing and your voice sing with us. Um, if it's new to you, let the words minister to you. It's a cool little song called Light of the World.
about that message that we celebrate tonight? Anybody happy about Jesus having come? I am. We've been doing candles here. We love to do this at our home and just remembering the story of Jesus in this way. We've got the the light of the hope of the prophets. All of history points to Jesus. We even think in terms of the year that we're in as 2017 A.D. and you have B.C. All of it was pointing to the birth and death and burial and resurrection of Jesus. But we've got that second candle reminding us the light of the, the warmth of the stable in where, where Jesus was born. We've got the light of the star where the angels proclaimed that very first Noel announcing the birth of Jesus. We've also got the light of the wise men, the light, the shining star that led the wise men to where Jesus was living at that time. And they brought him gifts and they celebrated him as king. And all of those candles revolve around the one in the center, celebrating Jesus as the light of the world. I love that last song. You have favorite Christmas carols that you like to sing? I imagine you do, do you? Just give me some response. You got a, got a favorite Christmas carol you like to sing? Uh, we love to sing them at our house. Uh, they start a little early now. We don't like them to start as early as they do. But my favorite Christmas carol is never sung in church. Now at Grace, where we've been attending for a number of years, they, they actually would sing it in my honor every now and then just because they knew I liked that song. But how many of you know the song, Who Is He in Yonder Stall? Anybody know that song? Okay, so we've got a, a couple of hands that went up. For how many of you is that your favorite Christmas carol? 
See, it just doesn't exist, does it? But what I love about that song, and it ties in with the way Steve opened up our time tonight, is that how many birthdays do you celebrate where you think about the baby? You go back to that time when the baby was born and pictures in the hospital room. And maybe parents like to reminisce or show uh, pictures to make everybody laugh. Oh, that's you. That's incredible. But every year, at this time of the year, we celebrate the birth of a baby. But it's hard for us just to think about Jesus as a baby. And that's why I love, Who is He in Yonder Stall? Because that particular song takes us through the entire life of Jesus. And I love that Christmas carol so much, I wrote a final verse for it. I felt like the song stopped short. And I, I took a final verse to that song and had Jesus coming back in all of his glory. Because when we think about Christmas, how do we talk about Christmas without talking about Easter at the same time? The fact that this baby was born, grew up, lived a sinless life, died, was buried, rose again, ascended to the right hand of the Father, but then he comes back as well. And I felt like, who is he in yonder stall? Needed one more verse to it. But it asks a series of questions throughout this particular chorus or choral, uh, Christmas carol. Who is he in yonder stall at whose feet the shepherds fall? And it will ask a, a lot of questions like that all the way up to Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And then it answers with the chorus. Tis the Lord, O wondrous story. Tis the Lord, O King of glory. At his feet we humbly fall. Crown him, crown him, Lord of all. Because when we, whether we look at Jesus as a babe in a manger... Or hanging on that cross with criminals. Or rising from the dead and meeting his disciples on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. Or going back up in those clouds to be at the right hand of the Father. One thing we know in all of those different scenes. Tis the Lord. Tis the Lord. A wonder story. Tis the Lord. Tis the Lord. O King of glory. And we celebrate him tonight. And the question becomes, when we pull all this together, baby, cross, on the right hand of the Father, coming back to rule and reign, and the world would be given to him and be rightfully his. What are we to do with this message? I have three points that I want us to consider tonight. And I want you to think about which point you most need to hear tonight. When we think about the message of Jesus, the light of the world. The first point is, we need to receive this message. This is a message that is spoken, but it's to be received. Please do not look at this message of Jesus as simply a religious holiday. Okay, it's Christmas. We'll do the Jesus thing, and then we'll get on with the rest of our lives. No, when we think about the message of Jesus, John 3.16, probably one of the most famous verses, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, anyone who believes in him, receives that message, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. This is a message to be received. It's a message that actually brings reconciliation. We who are sinners, separated from God, through the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, we can now be reconciled to the one who created us. It's a gift. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace... Are you saved through faith? It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not of works. No one can boast. This is a gift. But that gift must be received by people for it to be of any benefit to them. If you have received Jesus as your Savior, then you understand the worship of these candles right here, the worship that we celebrate this time of the year. If you... I've never really received Jesus as your personal Savior. Maybe someone brought you here tonight. Maybe you wandered in. I don't know. But whoever brought you tonight, before the night is over, ask them, what does it mean to receive Jesus? If you brought a guest tonight, before the night is over, tell them what it means to receive Jesus. When we celebrate Jesus, the light of the world, that's a message to be received. 
The second point I think that you might want to consider tonight is we are to live this message. This is not a message that we simply know about, and it's a cognitive message. It's actually a message that should affect our lives. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Paul writes to the church at Rome after talking about the gospel, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service of worship. It's a message that we are actually to live. Do not make the message of Jesus simply a Sunday belief. This is something that we take into every corner of our life. He is to be our guide in everything. He is our king. He's the authority in our lives. We bow to him in the same way the wise men brought him gifts and they bowed before him. We are to bow before him as king as well. He is the one who defines who we are and what we do. He is our king and we bow before him. If you have not made Jesus the central focus of your life, then maybe tonight would be a time for you to consider all of what that means. And we would invite you to join with us regularly on Sunday mornings as we open up God's word and we constantly remind ourselves, what does it mean to make Jesus the center of our lives? How do we grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ? The message of Jesus, it's to be received. The message of Jesus, it's to be lived in our lives. But the third point I would want you to consider tonight is we are to proclaim this message. And we've seen that in a lot of the songs that we have sung tonight. Please do not keep this message for you alone. The message of Jesus is to be received and then it's to be proclaimed to others. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth and he makes that so clear. He tells them that we are ambassadors of Christ. That we've been reconciled to God and now we've been given this ministry of reconciliation. We are to be ones who are as God to people. We have a prophetic voice in that we can speak truth to people because we know the good news, the good news of who Jesus is. And we are to be a people to proclaim. Think about it for just a little bit. Where would you be right now if someone had not come to you and proclaimed the message? That's how God has gotten his message to the world. Is the disciples proclaimed and people received and they proclaimed and people received and they proclaimed and people received until someone came to you and proclaimed and you received. We are to be a people who proclaim this message. And I invite you again to join us next Sunday morning, January 1st, 10 o'clock. We're going to be talking more about this. What does it mean to be a people who proclaim? And we're going to recommission ourselves to be the bearers of this good news, to take the light of the world to people who need to hear it. So three simple points, and I just ask you, which one you needed to hear tonight? The message of Jesus. Do you need to receive that? I'll let this be the night. The message of Jesus. We need to live that message. Are you living that? Well, maybe tonight would be a good time for you to recommit yourself to that. The message of Jesus, we are to proclaim it. Are you proclaiming that message? Well, maybe tonight you could rekindle those passions to proclaim the Christ, message of Christ to a world who needs to hear. Because who is he in yonder stall at whose feet the shepherds fall? Tis the Lord. Tis the Lord. A wondrous story. Tis the Lord. Tis the Lord, O King of glory. And I hope our hearts are full of that message tonight. And I want us all just to bow our heads right now. And I'm going to ask a couple of you, if you can speak loudly, just to offer up praise to God right now for this wondrous story. Let's worship Him as King. And after a couple of you pray, one of our overseers, Mark Loomis, is going to come and he's going to close us in prayer and then the team's going to lead us in another song. And we're going to worship him as king. But could I ask a couple of you just right now just to stand and offer up praise to our king.
from the prayers that were offered here tonight, Lord. Uh, we uh, are aware of your care and concern and love for us. And even as we reflect on our own lives and even in this past year, Lord, uh, we can point to uh, so many blessings that you have uh, bestowed on us, Lord. Um, even on a day like today, uh, we are grateful for the beauty of your creation uh, that you've given to us to enjoy. We're grateful for friends, for family who encourage us. Lord, we're grateful uh, for this body, Lord, um, uh, Lord, that is here to encourage us and to equip us. Lord, we are even grateful for the difficulties, challenges, trials that you bring to us, knowing, Lord, that you use those to perfect us, Lord, to strengthen our character and to prepare us for what you're calling us to do and what you're calling us to be. Lord, we have so much to be thankful for. You have blessed us in so many ways. But we also know the truth of your word, Lord, that uh, we count everything else as worthless uh, compared to the infinite value of knowing Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, we know um, how true that is. And Lord, I pray that tonight on Christmas Eve, as we celebrate, um, that we would remember Jesus and be grateful for him. Lord, that we would remember who he is and what he has done for us, Lord, knowing he is the only son of God who was given for us. And Lord, uh, we're grateful that our sins were buried with Christ and are remembered no more. Uh, we're grateful for the truth that Jesus died and on the third day rose from the dead to prove once and for all that he had the power over sin and death and darkness and offers us forgiveness of sins and the precious gift of eternal life. Lord, we thank you so much for that precious gift. And uh, Lord, uh, I pray a prayer of blessing that we as a congregation would, this Christmas, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. And so Steve began our time tonight reminding us of that passage in Philippians chapter 2. That one day at the feet of Jesus, everyone will fall and everyone will proclaim him as Lord. And so I thought a good way for us to end this tonight was to acknowledge him as king. And I want you to feel freedom in your worship. And so tonight as we acknowledge him as king, if you want to get on your knees, even with your body expressing right now that future day that he will be king, feel freedom. If you don't want to, that's fine. Um, but I want you to feel the freedom for things like that. We're going to celebrate him as king right now. In the bleak midwinter, all creation groans. For a world in darkness, frozen like a stone, light is breaking. In a stable for a throne, and he shall reign forevermore, forevermore, and he shall reign forevermore, forevermore. And unto us a child is born, King of kings and Lord of lords, and he shall reign forevermore. If I were a wise man, if I were a wise man, I would travel far. If I were a shepherd, I would do my part, but poor as I am, I will give to him my heart. And he shall reign forevermore, forevermore. And he shall reign forevermore, forevermore. And unto us a child is born, the King of kings and Lord of lords. He shall reign forevermore, forevermore. Here within a major lies the one who made the starry skies, this baby born for sacrifice, Christ the Messiah. Into our hopes, into our fears, the Savior of the world appears. 
the promise of eternal years, Christ the Messiah, and He shall reign forevermore, forevermore, and He shall reign forevermore, forevermore, and He shall reign forevermore, forevermore, and He shall reign forevermore, forevermore. Unto us a child is born, King of kings and Lord of lords. He shall reign forevermore, forevermore. Mark Comstock, come on up. I'm Mark Comstock. I'm one of the overseers here as well. I just want to thank you so much for being here tonight. I, you know, I hope you agree that this is probably the best way we can start this celebration is with our church family. Um, now, I know many of you have um, got miles to go before we sleep tonight. So, but uh, if you've got a moment, don't rush off. Rachel Soto and her team have put together some refreshments and some... Um, and some uh, goodies and things that are up on the front counter here. And uh, it just gives us a really good opportunity to spend some church family time. So, so if you've got a moment, please, please stay. Uh, just remember tomorrow, uh, we've got it at 11 o'clock at the Russell campus. We're going to have uh, a service there, so if you can attend that, please do. We won't be back here until Sunday at the normal time, 10 o'clock, on New Year's Day, actual New Year's Day. Anyway, anyway, it, hey, you know, it's, it's our prayer tonight and tomorrow that this just be a really special time for your family. You know, as we, as we celebrate this coming of this child so many centuries ago, but we've been given the greatest gift that has been ever given. We get to spend eternity with our God. And that's what he represents, and that's what he did. So with that, good night, Merry Christmas. Please spend some time with us right now. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Night.